Welcome to this podcast by City Point Church, Redcliffe. We are so happy you could join us and pray that the following message will encourage and empower you. This morning, I'm going to share, and uh, I'm going to share around a story that I've been telling uh, my young ones for years. Ever since uh, Maya was a young girl, uh, you know, we read through uh, different stories of the Bible, but, but as a parent, you have to get creative in what you read them. And so we've got these series, and this one here is called The Gardener and the Vine. Has anyone got this at home? What is wrong with you all? Obviously, your kids have grown up and gone or moved or whatever, but I've done four kids with this book. I know it off by heart. It's awesome. But I love this because I'm going to read about this today, but this story is about Basil. What a name, Basil. And uh, as you read through the book, it actually uh, covers John chapter 15. And it's a great read, but it's really about Basil. And Basil is a branch on a tree or on a, on a, uh, on a plant or a vine that is actually bearing you know, a little bit of fruit, but nothing. But then all of a sudden, the, the vine dresser, or the gardener comes along and cuts him off. And then takes this vine, takes this branch, you know, through, through different seasons, uh, through a desert, through a forest, and then goes and meets up with this other vine and grafts it into the vine. And, and really it's just about our Christian walk where we're taken out of and into, where we're cut from the world and then grafted into him, into God. And I love the story because as you read through it, the reason why God does it is so that we can bear much fruit. Bear much fruit. But there's one thing that I find is that sometimes, you know, with gardening, and then it's, it grafts you in, but with gardening, what happens is a pair of secretaires comes out. Who's a good gardener around here? I'm terrible. Like, honestly, let's just face it. I'm ter- I've tried to plant things at home on our rock wall and I have had no success as of yet. Well, actually, I've got two plants growing out of 20 or something like that. <laughs> I've tried everything. But there's this thing where if you cut something back, it grows more. It bears more fruit. And so today we're going to take it out of, if we look at um, John chapter 15, Jesus makes a statement. He says this, I am the true vine and my father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes to make it bear more fruit. There you go. If you're fruitful, he's going to cut you anyway. Um, You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself, unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I abide in them bear much fruit. Because apart from me, you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Um, Such branches are gathered and thrown into the fire and burned. The last thing I want to do is be thrown into a fire and burn. Anyone with me on that one? And so today I want to talk about this just for a short time. I want to talk about being connected. 
I want to talk about being connected into the vine. And hear this, into the vine is being connected into God, being connected into Jesus. Is that the first thing that I find when I read through this scripture is that, is that if you bear no fruit, he cuts you off and throws you away. The second thing that I find here with God is that if you bear some fruit, He's going to cut you. You know, in this season right now that we're going through COVID has been one of those seasons where God has taken us back, where there's been a pruning for some of us, where it's been a season of growth. Think about it. It's been a stripping back, a removing of all the optionals, stripping us back just to the essentials. It's been a stripping back of just to what really matters. For some of us, hours have disappeared, but for most of us, we've all been in this group where we've been locked away in our houses. The extracurriculum, if you're a family member, you know, the sports have dropped off. All those things that you used to do on the weekends, it's like, no, stay home and stay safe. So all of a sudden, all those options that you used to have, oh, we're going to the beach, we're going to the, but we're going to do this, we're going to do that, have been stripped away so that we could just come back to the essentials. You know, I pray that as you've come back to the essentials is that you've re-found uh, yourself in the essentials of knowing God even more, of leaning into God even more. The pruning back, you know, one could prune back and as you sit back and you sit in that area, you can assess or you can look over the growth that is going to take place. The reason for pruning is that we will bear much fruit. I I don't know, but for some of us, God comes at us with the secretaires. I had my small ones, but I broke them, gardening. <laughs> and so for some of us in this season, it's like God's gone and chopped a few branches off. And it hurts. Let's be honest. For the extroverts in this season, it's really hurted you, hasn't it? Talia, hasn't it? Yes. You've really had to dig deep and how am I going to get through this and and soul search you know for some of us is that God's used a little bit bigger than second he's taken the chainsaw out and I, I don't know about you but when God prunes my life it's like he takes the chainsaw it's like you know what you need something how many of you actually celebrate when God's pruning your life Oh, let's be honest. You're like, yes, there's growth. God's moving in my life. There's challenges. He's pruning me back. He's changing my attitudes. Wow, God, come on, bring on those secretaires. Anyone? Or do you say this, God, come on, bring on the chainsaw. Come on, a little bit more. Take that arm off. Take that leg. How many of you? Honestly, let's face it. And then some of us are like, wow, look at that growth. But we don't realize God went and got a chainsaw out on them. 
It's like, God, why have they got so more growth? And God's like, well, you will just let me just snip you around with some secretaires. Well, give me the chainsaw. You know, I, I believe that in our pruning season, we should have all been in our rooms. God, come on, give me the chainsaw. Come on, prune me really. Get me, bring me back to my essential. Bring me back to my basics. Bring me back to knowing you. How many of you are like that? Always like, oh God, why have you got me in this place? Why am I here? Oh God, what are you doing with the world? Oh, and God's like, no, actually, it's not about the work. It's about you right now in your room. I want your attention. I want you in this season. I've come across different people. I've come across those that were grounded in their faith, grounded, connected to God. And in this season, in this time of pulling away, they've flourished. They're coming out more fruitful than ever before. They're coming out with vision. They're coming out with purpose. They're coming out with redirection. And there are others that are coming out like, ooh, can I open the door? And I know, listen, we've got to have wisdom. We've got to do the social. I know all that, but I'm talking about the state of our heart, whether we're full of fear or faith. God calls us to be faith-filled. And in this time, when we come out, how are we coming out? Matthew 15, verse 13, he answered them and he said, every plant that the heavenly father has not planted will be uprooted. In this time, were you planted in him? Were you found in him? There are gonna be others that won't have a foundation that you have. And you know them, you're hearing the murmurs or whatever is going on. But my question to you is, can you get alongside them? So that you can bear much fruit. Helen Keller made this statement. She said, character cannot be developed in ease and quiet. Only through experience of trial and suffering can the soul be strengthened, vision cleared, ambition inspired and success achieved we're in a place where there are those that have gone away and connected with God have come away and found clear vision they've come away and been inspired that they're going to step out and achieve success the second thing is why this time of redefining why this time of pruning so that we'll bear much fruit. The reason why God pulls the chainsaw out is because he wants to see much fruit. He wants to see much fruit around your life. He wants to see God has an expectation for us. We have a God of expectation. We have a God that wants to do big things through you and in you. It's more than just about character development. In Matthew 7, verse 16, it says, You know, you will know them, know us, know the disciples by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorns or figs from thistles? He'll know us by our fruit. The evidence of God's fruit. Is it around your life? 
You know, when people look at you, do they see the character of Christ around you? And this is one thing, if we're not careful, as a church, all we do is go, you know what, we're going to bear fruit, we're going to bear fruit, and we go to Galatians, and we're like, you know what, we're going to bear the fruits of the Spirit, and yes, we all should bear the fruits of the Spirit, but unfortunately, if we're not careful, we just stay in a character development mode and not move into faith and the miraculous. It's more than about our character. God wants to grow fruit in our lives, in our character, but he wants to see more than that. He wants to see more than that around your life. He wants to see more than that. It's more than just character development. That is part of it, not all of it. So don't stop there. I'll say this, good people don't go to heaven. Saved people do. If you've got friends that are good, that's good. But without Jesus, they're not going to heaven. Let's face it. Let's actually open up the Bible and read it for what it is. Let's take hold of the principles in it. But also let's look at it through the lens that everyone needs Jesus. And right now, the fruit that will last, the fruit around your life will be internal, but it'll also be external on how you develop those around you, how you draw those around you. Our proverb says this, a wise man wins souls. We are called to win souls. We are called to share the gospel. We're not a benevolent institute. We are the church of the living God and we are here to see disciples. We are here to bear fruit for the kingdom of heaven. If we don't do that, why open the doors? Why open the doors? We've got to look at these things. He prunes us back. He challenges our character. He challenges our spirit so that you will bear much fruit. In Matthew 13, verse 12, Jesus makes this statement. He makes this, he says this, for those who have, more will be given. Whoa, that's a bit harsh. More will be given and they will have an abundance. God wants you to have an abundance of fruit. He wants your marriage to be abundant. He wants you to be abundance in generosity. He wants you abundance in every area of your life. He wants you to live an abundant life so that people can see the fruit around you. In your relationships, in everything that you have. He wants to bless it. But it says there, but from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. He's harsh, but he has an expectation. He has an expectation for us as Christians to be fruitful in every area of our life. In every area of our life, bringing heaven to earth and taking earth to heaven. We're here to bring heaven to earth and to take earth to heaven, take more of earth. In other words, more souls people that don't know Christ. There is a world that is hurting. There is division that right now it needs healing. That healing can only be found in Jesus. And God uses the vehicle of his church, you and I, not a building, you and I, 
to bring that. To bring salvation, to bring hope, to bring peace, to bring life, to bring healing. Through us, people will come to know Jesus. Through you, people will come to know Jesus. That they'll know that you are their disciples. Why? Because of the fruit that is around your life. It's bigger than just character development. Who are you depositing a bit of heaven into today? Who are you depositing a bit of heaven into today? You know, I leave, I, I, I make this statement all the time. It's not what we leave our kids. And if you're a parent right now, it's not what you leave your kids that count. It's what you leave in your kids that counts for all of eternity. Now, I'm not saying don't give them everything. I'm not saying don't bless them. But in catering for their happiness, make sure you deposit heaven inside of them. Because our jobs as parents... As grandparents, isn't to make them happy. It's not just to make them happy, but it's to build a foundation in them. Fruit that will last. We want to make sure that our families last. We want to make sure that our kids last. We want to make sure that those around us last. Discipleship, fruit that will last. God's after fruit that will last. He will cut you back. He will prune you. He will start to challenge you. And, and this is what I'm saying in like right now here is that you will see fruit that will last, but you're going to have the trials. You're going to have the situations. You're going to have the circumstances. But knowing and being connected to the source will get you through those circumstances. He prunes us so that we'll bear much fruit, but we need to have the realization that he is the source. He is the source. John 15 verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit because apart from me, you can do nothing. You can do nothing. Apart from him, we can do nothing. Without God, we can do nothing. We, we can do Little things that we're gifted to do. But when God asks you to do something, what I find is that it goes beyond who you are and that you can only achieve it with his breath. That you can only achieve it with his spirit. And so when we step out, when God starts to prune us, we need to know that he is our source. We need to be okay to come back to him. And, and when we know that he is our source, we find that all our sufficiency is found in God. All our sufficiency. It's not in our own strength, it's in his strength. When the circumstances of life start to come about you, when those decisions need to be made, it's not about your own knowledge, but it's about putting that together with His Spirit and His voice and stepping through. And stepping through into the doors that He opens. Stepping through into the potentials. Will they be tough? Will there be risk? Yes. But knowing the source gives you the wisdom, gives you the supernatural ability 
to go beyond where mere mortals dare to tread. I know a guy who's an entrepreneur. All he does is buy, sells businesses, builds them up. But for him, COVID would have been the best thing in the world because his business structure is this. <laughs> Works a few days, but always takes a day off to turn his phone off, his computer, and just seek God. Every, every one day a week, he'll just check it out because I'm going to my source. I'm going to go to my source. And everyone's like, wow, look at what he does. Look at the acquisitions. Look at the, how does he do all that? But if you speak to him, he goes, well, the only reason I can do it is because I, I know my source. I know my source. I pray in this season, COVID season, is that you got away to know your source. Is that you just didn't sit at home and watch Netflix with the kids. You didn't do all this stuff and, and be grounded at home. Really, it's just Jesus saying, listen, world, you've done it all wrong. Go to your room right now. Send you all to your room and then you can say, apologize to me and then you can come out. That's why Victoria's been locked down again. Sick Toria. Go back to your room. You haven't learned a thing. Where was I? But there he was. He draws away because he needs to know we're in obedience to God. Like Nicole said, in obedience is the door to the miraculous. We wanna do miraculous things for God, but yet we don't wanna spend time in the source. In this COVID season, instead of watching Netflix, were you there opening your Bible, seeking the face of God? A lot of us seek the hand of God. We look for the healers. We look for the guys that work in the miraculous and we chase them down if we need a miracle, which is, okay but if you just seek the face of God if you just spent time in his presence you wouldn't need someone to lay hands on you because his spirit would be there as we're coming out as we're moving and society starting to open up only in Queensland Are you willing to not go back? And this is what someone says to me all the time. I get it all. What are we going to do different when we go back? What are you going to do different with church when we go back? Well, there's not much we can do different except spread the chairs out a little bit, put a few signs up to make everyone feel safe, put a few X's on the ground to confuse all the pirates, like all these things we do. But we can't do much different, but I throw it back to you. What are you gonna do different? What are you going to do different? Because it's not corporately, it's individually. Is so that we can go back into what 
we were doing. We can take up all the extra curriculum. We can run the kids around everywhere. We can do all those things. We can go back to lawn bowls. I don't know, whatever age bracket you're in. You can just go back, but I, I pray that you don't go back without every day or every moment or having the time to connect with the source so that you could live the full potential that God has for your life. The source. Without Him, we can do nothing. And we'll always fall short of what He has for our life. Thank you for listening. We pray that this message empowers you to unmistakably influence your world for good and for God. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, congratulations. This is the beginning of a life-changing journey. We would love to see you at one of our many City Point Church services across Brisbane and the world this Sunday. You can find out more about our service times and locations at citypointchurch.com. We're so excited to see you there.